Hi, welcome back to another uh, Ministry of Encouragement podcast with Aiden Gale. I'm your host and the one who made this podcast and am doing this humbly or seeking to do this humbly all in prayer to the glory of God alone. Now, as I said in the, uh, the new launch pad for this series of encouragement, the, I want to encourage you, my siblings in Christ, about God. I want to build you up in the knowledge of Him, in the love of Him, and encourage you to love and seek Him more by telling you about Him. But not only just telling you guys um, about God, because in the Psalms, the Psalms don't just constantly, you know, the book of Psalms, they don't constantly praise God. They're not just praising Him and loving Him and adoring Him for who He is. They're also telling of His works. There's a few Psalms that say, tell of His works from day to day. Sing a new song to the Lord. The fact of the matter is, not everything we have to love God is found in Scripture. Let me repeat that. Not everything we have, not everything that we have been giving, given to love God is in Scripture. It's also in the world around us. The Bible tells us how to love God. But when it comes to adoring Him, to cherishing what He does, we also see and pay attention to His works what he is doing today here and now in my life and your life in the lives of our family and our brothers and sisters in Christ around us and so I want to tell you guys about what God has been doing in my life because it has been so amazing but first give you some a word of thought about who God is each one of these episodes I want to be in two parts part one being an attribute of God, telling you about one of his attributes, and then the second part being telling you guys about what God has done in my life, what he is doing to this day. So first of all, have you guys ever considered what it means that God is a gentle? Gentleness. We know that one of the fruits of the Spirit is is a gentleness. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What does that mean? Well, the greatest act of gentleness, the greatest life of gentleness was, of course, Jesus. How was he gentle? Consider a prophecy from Isaiah. I believe it's Isaiah 41, as you can probably have concluded by now. I am driving but I've gone this route a thousand times, and so hopefully I won't crash, but Lord willing, this will be good. Have you ever, I think it's in Isaiah 41. It says, it prophesies the coming Messiah. A bruised weed he will not cast out, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. What does that mean? A bruised wick he will not cast away or cast out. Well. In, in the old days, children would go down to the stream, and they would gather these reeds. Then they would bring the, the reeds back up to their house or their hut or whatever, and they would start working on it and drilling it and maybe even make it into a flute, 
maybe into um, a household item, just something that they could play with. And if it ever broke, if it ever was bruised, like maybe some wind had pushed pushed them together and had bruised them, they would just throw it away because there were thousands of more to get. Oh, there's a bruised rick. There's a bruise in this wig. I'm just going to throw it out. Get another one. Got plenty more to choose from. Jesus doesn't do that. A bruised reed he would not cast out. Now, what about a smoldering wick? Well, think of someone who going on a long voyage or a long trip and they leave a lantern in the house to robbers won't come in. The robbers, if they ever try to rob that house, they'll see the light and think, oh, someone's probably home. And so he goes away, made for the day. And he leaves the candle, he leaves um, a lantern. He leaves a lantern and pours oil in it. But he accidentally doesn't pour enough oil in it. And before he gets home, the oil is dried up because of the flame eating up the oil. Then what starts happening after the oil is gone? The wick starts smoldering. And the wick, whenever a wick starts burning in a lantern, it starts to stink and it smells up the whole house. And then when the owner of the house comes home, he smells the terrible smell, like, oh no, he quickly quenches the flame and throws it out the window. It's stuck up the house, now the house all stinky. <laughs> Jesus doesn't do that. A smoldering wick he will not quench, and a bruised reed he will not cast out. I believe what it is saying there, it is talking about Jesus coming down to our level, empathizing with us, and sympathizing with our weaknesses. And even when we walk in darkness and sin, and even when we are rebellious at times, Maybe we're just stinky to God and we feel like we're just being a big stunk and we're just, or we're bruised and battered. We have weaknesses. God doesn't throw us out. He continues to work on that wick and he refills that, he refills that lantern with oil. So the, the wick doesn't keep on stinking, but starts burning when it should be burning starts living on what it should be living on. That is the Holy Spirit in the wick, in the, in the lantern, the oil. Jesus, think, think of the verse in Matthew 11. Matthew chapter 11, it's, the, uh, it's, the, it's in the last paragraph. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give thee rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You see, gentleness has a very important element of approachable uh, approachability. You see someone who's truly gentle, who is truly not quick to judge, but seeks to be a friend. And you feel like you can talk to that person. You feel like they, you could come to them, that they'll listen without judgment. That was Jesus. He was gentle. He was open. When people came and asked him question, questions, it was almost as if they felt Jesus Jesus wanted them to ask them questions because the way Jesus was gentle, the way he answered patiently, lovingly, 
very directly, very directly and truthfully, like in the when he's arguing with the Pharisees throughout John. But honestly, very honestly, gentleness. So, what about you? Are, would you consider yourself, maybe today or this morning or tonight, or whenever you're listening to this, a reed which has been bruised, maybe by a relationship, maybe by your own sin, a struggle, just life in general, even maybe a family member, a church group, or fill in the blank. blank. Is there anything that has bruised you that is causing weakness in your life? I encourage you, remember how the Holy Spirit, God, is gentle. And not only will he listen to your prayers, and not only will he love when you talk to him, he invites you to come, to come. It's all in Matthew 11 when Jesus says, come to me, the Greek is less, um, how do I put it? It's less patient, it's less uh, subtle. It's more, come, come, come to me. Come to me, all who labor are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. It's, it's an earnestness, it's a sincereness of, I can give you rest. I can give you joy. I can give you love. I desire your heart, says Lord God, says Jesus. And so, are you, are you walking in the light and having fellowship with him? What do you say on a daily basis you are encouraged to pray to him and read his word? If not, I encourage you, I encourage you to come to him. To go to him right now. Stop what you're doing. Pause this podcast. Please pause this podcast if you feel led. And pray to him. And pray to him. Just pour out your heart before him. He loves to hear you when you come to him as a child who has no, um, nothing really to give. A child who isn't like, oh, daddy, I know exactly what I'm going to say to you. Here it is. But comes to his presence, battered, silly, weird, maybe snotty-nosed. God loves, God loves when his children on this earth come to him as just that, a child with childlike faith come to him. So I encourage you, do that. And you, a smoldering wick, he will gladly fill you with the Spirit. If you, maybe if it's because of sin, you bring that sin before him and ask you to cleanse you from that unrighteousness. especially there's lots of lots and lots of other ways like many things i've been noticing but two big ones just just oh i laid them out number one 
um, a coach, a manager named Austin. Named Austin. I found out that he was a Christian. And he asked me uh, yesterday. He asked me yesterday. I have a question for you. You know, like, okay. Um, what is the difference between a First Baptist and a Southern Baptist? <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. And today, as I was going out the door, actually 20 minutes ago at the time this podcast is being recorded, when I was leaving work, he was um, at the front uh, uh, manning the door while people leave, making sure no one stole anything. I'm like, oh, I got to answer to your question. And explain to him the, the difference. If you want to know the difference, go look it up. It would be a lot better than me just telling you. I explained to him a difference. And, like, we started talking about it. Like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. And it was just really great because I didn't realize that he was a Christian for a long time. Before I shared the gospel with him. And on the way back, I, I went outside. I, was sharing, I shared the gospel with him while we were outside. I was doing compost. You know, we got all the stuff and produce. I work in meat and produce that we throw into a whole bunch of bins. And then we take the bins outside, throw them into a huge dumper, dumpster. While a manager has to help you with the bins, take them out and throw in the dumpster. The cart that I have to pull with, uh, with the buckets full of compost on it is very rattly. And I can't really hear anything when I'm pulling it or pushing it. And I shared the gospel with him while putting all the compost into the big balers. Uh, not the balers, the, the crates or whatever you call them. And on the way back, I'm just like, so what about you? Have you, like, thought about this and, and like, given your heart to Jesus? I said something like that. He said something, but I don't know what he said. And then he gave me a huge thumbs up. Which may have been, in my mind, my mind immediately went to doubt, thinking like, Oh, I've thought about it, but I'm like this, this, this. Maybe I'm this, or whatever. And so I didn't really give much thought to it. Like, oh, I wish I knew what he said. But, like, man, it was just, God's been using me to uh, just have a good attitude at work. To be kind, to be open to talking with people. And yeah, that's... That's really been an encouragement to my heart. I really hope it builds you up in your faith as well. Um, secondly, secondly, another way, been a witness at Walmart. <laughs> There's this girl named Allie. Girl named Allie. She worked up front at a while, manning the door and being a cashier, uh, or working outside pushing carts around. Then she moved to OGP, with an online pickup order. That's what OGP stands for. Um, she like pulls carts around, around the entire store, picks up stuff, puts them in the crates, takes the crates to the back room where other people take the crates, put them into bags, put those into bigger crates, and then take those out to cars when the people come, and, and um, they uh, drop them off. Yeah, she worked in that. After her shift would end, she would need a lot of extra time uh, just because of her financial situation, so she started working overtime, and God landed her right with me working in meat produce because I needed a lot of help in produce. And eventually I started the gospel with her. And as it turns out, she was already a child of God who was saved very young in life and was in a Mormon church for a while and then was in a different church but then left both of those. Um, she's my age. She's, um, I think she's 19. I don't know for sure. And she, wasn't, she hadn't really read the Bible for herself yet at all. But she definitely was a child of God. And so from that time when 
we I shared the gospel with her and we came to an understanding that we're both children of God, I just started, I invited her to a Bible study and then she wanted to call into some other stuff and she didn't have any Bible so I gave her a Bible. And like she's been so active in trying to love the Lord more and trying to serve Him, but especially just grow in her knowledge of Scripture and better love and better serve. Her recent prayer request that she gave a Bible study was let go of things because she wasn't a part of a local church for a long time and from doing that you naturally start to get habits that may not be good or you start listening to music that may not be good and so just her prayer request of she realized that now that she's really starting to love God more and study scripture and conform her life to the world she needs to let go of some stuff and she just came to understand on her own and man it's just such a praise it's such a praise and now at random times when she works at me at produce she asks me about questions like about israel or about old testament or about something about jesus or some uh, principle or i don't know just better love god more like how do you love god more and with the knowledge god has given me i've been able to share it with her and it's just such a joy it's just such a joy like, I want to ask you, do you in your life, as a child of God, or maybe you're not a Christian, and you're like, what is this kid talking about? Do you have people in your life who constantly encourage you, who that when you think of them, you are built up and want to continue, who, who want to strive forward for success, to love God more, or to just be a better friend? Do you have anybody like that in your life? If you do, I want to encourage you to spend more time with that person. Ask them questions that you may think of. Like, think of some questions and ask them that. And ask them, like, just ask them stuff. And if you don't have anybody like that in your life who constantly is um, a joy to you, I encourage that I, my encouragement to you is that you find someone and that the best way, let me tell you, the best prescription for finding a good friends, I've learned and had to tell, to tell lots of other brothers in Christ, is prayer. Asking God, Lord, I trust you, Father. Will you please bring me some close friends that I can talk to, that I can learn from, whom I can lean on, and ask for support and guidance, and that they will give me guidance, Lord, but also I can give them guidance. That, I, I really encourage you to pray that if you have anybody like that in your life or you don't, that you would pray about it. To better love, to better have a greater motivation to love God and to love others. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the end of this podcast. Well, I mean, this episode. Yeah, just, Lord is good. He's good all the time. And all the time, He is good. School is starting for me, um, it's starting for me this Monday, in three, two days. And so I don't know how active I'll be on this podcast. My goal is at least once a week, maybe even once a month, as my sister does on her podcast, which is called Turning Point. Uh, Turning Point by, with Autumn Gale, I encourage, I, uh, excuse me. I would really like you to look that up. She would love it. <laughs> you would love it if you listened to her. Um, I really like to be active more. But 
if the Lord wills, maybe I'll produce an episode two times a week or three times a week or once a month or once every two months. But we'll see. We'll see. And I pray that you as a child of God or as another human, another person who lives on this earth, my prayer is that you would seek to love God more and that you would see more of his glories in this earth and better glorify him and know how to glorify him today and tomorrow for the rest of your week. And I'll see you next time. God bless you. How do you turn this off?